Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We drink tequila. We talk. Welcome to Team Tequila Talks. Talks, talks. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad you can join us. And everybody, <laughs> welcome to Team Tequila Talks. Your host, Cassandra Gina Mel and Sherry Gonzalez, and our special guest, Patty Nguyen, also known as Princess Lana from Frozen. And you may have seen her on TV. She bounces around quite a bit. Loves a good lifetime there. You can find some good music, I feel like. Yes, Hallmark. It's Hallmark. They're, that's the Hallmark. Oh my gosh, that's blast. I was like, Lifetime is more documentaries, no? Are there still Lifetime no, movies? It's, no, Lifetime, all the yeah, Lifetime movies. is like, like the cheerleader killed my husband. You know what I mean? Oh, it's and the murder. It's like Christmas yes. on the dock. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. The heavy stuff. Yes, the okay, murder. Um, we start off every team tequila talks with a cheers. And we're going to get into all of the things that we are drinking today. Um, but take your pick and, um, you know, open up. And we thought that it would be really fun to talk about cocktails on the go, margaritas on the go, or margarita-esque cocktails on the go, because Patty has an empty house. Right <laughs> yes, I do. We've all been there. We've all been there. And, you know, there's this really interesting vibe when you're by yourself because I'm not a huge drinker by myself. My exception to that is sometimes being on a plane, but I also don't get a ton of alone time where I have the house to myself. So I feel like when that happens again, there's something about wanting to embrace that quiet space and also have some adult time. And I feel like the two things that are kind of adult are coffee and cocktails. So we're gonna cheers yes. to that. Cheers. cheers. I'm seeing <laughs> cheers. Okay, so I am drinking a margarita spritz with elderflower and ginger by the Miami Cocktail Company. It is organic agave-based wine spirit, meaning they extract the tequila from the blue agave weber and they make it into a softer version so it's still a derivative of tequila and it is paired with organic juices organic valencia oranges and organic key limes because it is miami which Ooh. you know uh like, makes sense i, like I guess that. but 110 calories per can no added sugar and i have to say upon first sip i think i'm a fan mm, yum that's such a cute little can okay, too how do you, <laughs> yeah, how do you, what are you drinking I'm drinking the cut water lime tequila margarita, uh, which is cut water tequila with natural orange, lime, and triple sec flavors. Um, it's a bold classic with real tequila. It has two plus shots of cut water tequila <laughs> in it. Yeah, and it's got, okay. let's see, they say a bold tequila aroma with bright notes of lime and splash of orange in the mix. And I have to say, I taste all of that. I taste oh, all of that. It's, okay. it's, so, so it's you would say so that's funny. balanced. Like, I would say it's, it's that because you get the tequila, but you also get the, the the fruitiness, and I I like it. I think it's interesting that you can can that complexity. Yeah, and <laughs> it, it's also so you know every time I have like a like a cocktail in a can, I I don't know if I'm expecting it to taste like something like beer. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, it's, it's still like a fairly <laughs> new thing to have like a super fun little like you know cocktail. Well, in a can, it, so. well they have cocktails in a can is come a long way since my college days i will say that if you showed up with box wine or anything in a can it was pretty much not going to be you know 100 percent agave blanco tequila natural lime juice a little bit no. it was not going to be that 
So I do think- It was like wine coolers or Zima. Remember Zima? Just lots of sugar. Of course, the Zima. That was my very first alcoholic drink. Headaches. It it had had an apple, I think an apple Jolly Rancher in the bottom of it. But that's the thing where like when you were younger, you could bounce back a little bit more quickly. Now we don't have time for that. We got kids and you have an empty house right now, but your kid's coming back. So, Tomorrow, uh, you know, you've got to exactly. Dun, dun, dun. You're not talking to me. I'm over. Sure, what are you drinking? I am drinking Golden Rule. It's a margarita original made with 100% agave, Blanco tequila, natural lime juice, and triple sec. And their slogan is really okay. cute. It says, we don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing, which I love. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ooh, talking and about th- that young recovery. This, yes. And this is 54 proof, guys. Okay. Wow. Ooh. So Whoa. I'm only going to have half of this puppy because... So the interesting thing is, is I have one of those as well. Look how just like for reference of how small it is. It's very tiny. I mean, it's, it's a very small can. It's, it's 27% alcohol, but probably 50% proof. Drink children and I shake well. So this is going to be my next one, Cher. I know you're getting into it right now, but this seems like a very small cocktail. So I bet it pops a punch. Yes. Yes, it does. Wait, what's yeah. your alcohol on your cut water? Is that 5% or 8%? Uh, 12 and a half. Oh, 12, okay. okay. Yeah. All right. So mine is oh, yeah. uh, four, mine's 4.2. So mine is definitely in that spritz family. And I'm going to be real honest. I was going to go, I thought, um, I walked to a local store and I forgot that where I'm at, the liquor and beer licenses are separate. So you can't actually get tequila, tequila at the store that I went to. And it was this huge store and they had so many things. And I'm like, oh, going to have all the options here. And I didn't have a, a ton because all of them were the derivatives of tequila. I'm excited also to try this Paloma Spritz. This is by the same company, but, you know, um, I, I was looking at the options and what really caught my eye with this is that they were organic and that there's no added sugar, which is a big thing for us here at Team Tequila Talks. And that kind of brings me to my point of, you know, we like to look at the nutritional aspects so we're not feeling crappy the next day. And so we're getting some type of benefit. And it's hard to get nutritional benefit out of things that come in a can, I'd say. But what we can look for is the no added sugar, the clean ingredients, is it coming? What's the source of the alcohol? It's not just coming from sugar cane. It's coming from Blue Weber. And I think that the last thing that you want to do when you have an empty house as a mom is put a bunch of time and effort into making a cocktail. Yeah. Right. So we have to look at how we can find a good option in a can or a pre-made cocktail. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. and I do think because they have come a long way, I don't feel like if I'm home alone or with my husband and I don't feel guilty because I do hate drinking something because it is quick and fast and easy that I feel like the you lose the quality, but I'm not hating on this golden rule. I actually kind of like it. It's, it's actually very strong. Like, guys. Like, <laughs> <That is laughs> my spritz is very citrusy. It's kind of like a margarita version of, I think. You know, like there's the big White Claw craze right now. And I got to say that White Claws aren't my favorite um, only because their alcohol is derived from sugar and they do put um, citric acid in them. So you can sometimes feel a little like refluxy or bloated. And it's not that I will ever have one, but it's definitely not my go-to. And that's kind of like a, 
oh, we're going to a, a tailgate and I don't want to have a full-fledged beer um, because I, I, I don't like wasting my, I, I don't like wasting my drinking experience on something that I don't want to drink. Oh, so much. Oh my God. Absolutely. That's yeah. the worst is yeah. when you have a drink and you're like, I, I don't want to waste your I drinking don't. experience. Also like any calorie, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. It's not, oh, it's no. I, say, I don't drink my calories guys. I just refuse to drink. I, I would rather have a nice steak with some type mm. of nice carb and then drink my, and then drink, if I'm going to have anything other than that, it's gonna, but I don't want to waste it like on a 400 calorie drink, like a lemon drop. Like, totally. no, like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. College when our metabolisms were higher and our energy levels were as well. <laughs> yes. Yes. For sure. <laughs> and you wanted to do like the, the cute pink thing or the thing that they were drinking in, on sex in the city. For Cosmos. Yeah. 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 Oh, God. yeah. I drank so many Cosmos. <laughs> I know. Oh, Patty, where are you on your tequila drinking journey? Are you, would you consider yourself an experienced user, no. an aficionado, a, an amateur, a dabbler? I would say I am an amateur to a dabbler. Um, okay. I, I very much enjoy tequila in cocktails. Like, because my husband, Colin, he, he loves to make cocktails, especially when the summer rolls around and they can really make like the fun, like fruity, tropically kind of, you know, things. And so he's, he, whenever he makes a cocktail with tequila in it, I, I love it. Um, I have to say that I have definitely learned the difference between cheap tequila and not cheap tequila because the cheap one is the one that right? reminds you of college. <laughs> and <laughs> yes. as soon as you smell it, you want to vomit. But, and so for the longest time after college, I would, I just didn't like it because I thought that that's what it was. And then when I started, you know, when I finally had like a really good tequila, I was like, Oh, this is a game changer, you know. Yeah, um, makes sense. Yeah, so I'm I'm much more you know open to to all kinds of tequila and stuff as long as it's not gonna leave me in a ditch somewhere. I feel like uh, Colin really knows his cocktails because I mean I mean I've known Colin for a while now, and he introduced me to the tequila Sazerac, which was oh. a new thing in um that I mean I feel like there's rarely something in the tequila world I haven't heard of. And so that one was a new one for me. And, you know, people are getting inventive and doing fun things with tequila all the time. But that, I mean, yeah. I can thank Colin for that one. I think he, I think he knows what he's doing when it comes to the high-end sippers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there was, um, there's a, a local restaurant around here that where we live um, in the woods, um, we hit Mexican from, and during the pandemic, you know, that was when everybody put cocktails on the, like on the to-go menus. And I used to get, I used to get a frozen margarita <laughs> delivered. It wasn't even that good. It just, for some reason, it was, it was one, I, it just made me so delighted to like, have it with my like delivered quesadilla and stuff. Um, so I did go through a period of time salsa. where I was, yes, it yeah. just, it just like this like cheesy frozen bar. It was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will say like 80% of people who I know who hate tequila always go back to like their college days of drinking tequila. And they've just stopped. They're like, oh no, I dance on bars. I'm like, well, you were drugged because you were drinking pure like alcohol pretty much. And so my friends were like, I've never even knew the difference between a blue Weber, agave. Like you don't, I mean, in college, no one's thinking about, is this pure? Is this what? You're just trying to get like drunk pretty much. But I do think as you get older and get like a really nice Anejo and you sip it, your appreciation is different, but I think you're also ready for it. I wasn't ready. If someone would have mm. handed me in college, a $400 ball of tequila. I would have put some pineapple. I would have mixed that with some sugar. I would have just ruined it. So I do yeah. think at a time you, you have to be ready on your tequila journey to kind of branch out at a Margaritaville. You know what I mean? Even though we love Margaritaville, sometimes there's more to life than Margaritaville. Yeah. 
Well, I also think it's the same. You know, we used to go to Starbucks as kids, a teenager's clip. I love coffee. I'm going to get a double mocha frappuccino, extra whip, chocolate syrup, whatever. It's like, wow, that thing is probably 4% coffee. And then your tastes evolve. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, you get a little later going through college and you go, wow, I need less sugar, more caffeine. And you switch to like maybe a vanilla latte and you, your tastes evolve. And now I, like, first of all, I don't drink Starbucks ever unless it's a dire emergency. Um, I think they burn their coffee. I think that they are not transparent about their ingredients nutritionally. I think they put a bunch of chemicals in their stuff. So I try not to support that. I love going to a new neighborhood or traveling and finding a cool local coffee shop where they really take a lot of pride in brewing their coffee and their ingredients. And my, I know that my coffee journey has evolved in a similar way as my tequila. It's very different when you are, you know, Sneaking, mi mi we covered mixto, 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 uh, mixto, mixto. tequila, uh, mixto <laughs> tequila from Jose Cuervo, which is literally only fifty percent tequila, and the other half is sugar water. They cut it down to make it mass production and accessible, and that's the kind of stuff that in college you're like, yeah, I'm not twenty one, but I got this tequila. You you can't be picky because you can't go and buy it anywhere, right? Sorry, mom, if you're listening to this, um, right. but you know, you start to have more <laughs> options when you can actually take your ID and go into a yeah. store and your teeth start evolving. Right. I think the goal as you age, um, I think the goal as you age is to put less sugar in your diet. I think mm. when you're 20, your goal is not less sugar. It's like, I want it to just taste good going down, you know? Mm. And I think as you age, your body's like, you're like, no, less sugar because I get a headache. Even with your coffees, it would a Starbucks wrong. I don't drink Starbucks. I like more original. I love a cafe, you know, with some Italian roasted beans or some Spanish or some Colombian or some African, where I feel like now less sugar is kind of like the play, you know? Mm. And I think everyone can admit you feel better when you drink less alcohol because we're here, we're, we're responsible drinkers. We're not saying drink every day. We're <laughs> saying when you want to enjoy your mom and you want to enjoy a cocktail, here's an easy way. But I do think less and less is kind of more as you age. And it's really messed up because you. I feel like you should be able to live your life in reverse to understand mm. that, to understand yeah. how good you had it in your 20s. You know what I mean? Oh, like these kids yeah. don't oh, appreciate their metabolisms and their sleepability. I mean, oh my I can't wake up without having to pee. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what about, oh. Patty, what's your go-to when you do get mom time? Not just in terms of a tequila drink, but like what's your what's your go-to self-care when you get an empty house or even just like a quiet afternoon or something? What's your priority? What like what's what's your thing? Um, well the last what was it? Uh, Sunday Sunday night. So basically the last like three days, um, I have been waking up waking up at six o'clock and then making myself go back to sleep because I do not have to take care of a child. Um and mm -hmm. I've I've literally just been spending the entire it's been beautiful here. And so I've been spending time in just in the backyard in the sun reading. And then, you know, when cocktail hour comes, I've just been having some some rose because it's like it it feels like this is like beginning of summer, you know, and that's like when it feels really good to take your little glass of rose out and like the sun is setting and it's getting nicer. Um, but that's it. I haven't turned the television on once. I haven't, I haven't really been looking at my phone more than I have to. I'm really just trying to like make sure I don't waste this time. And I like, I'm trying to actively relax, which sounds totally counterintuitive, but you know, sometimes you kind of have to force yourself to like 
Cause you know, I start to get, I'm like, okay, like I'm a little bored and I'm like, that's okay. That's all right. That's what these three days are for. You get a little bored. Just like, God you know, damn it. Oh, you're going to relax. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that, it's, it's so crazy. It is. <laughs> it's I do that sometimes when I meditate and you know, you meditate to help with stress and anxiety, mm-hmm. but if you are anxious, you're sitting there going, just clear your head, take a breath, be present. And all you can think about are the things that you have to do when you're done meditating. Yeah. And it's so hard. That's why they call it a practice. And I like to think of meditating and really any energy work as going to the gym. Mm. If you have, um, say you, you want to be more toned or you want to lose 10 pounds, you can't go to the gym one time and then magically just say, oh, well, that worked. I worked out really hard. I burned 500 calories. How come I, you know, my, my glutes aren't bigger? How come I haven't lost those 10 pounds? And it's because you're putting in the work for the results you want in the future. And I find that to very much be the case with meditating too. You can't just pull it out when you're super stressed. It is a muscle. You've got to work right. it. You've got to flex it. And you've got mm-hmm. to really practice getting into that space when you're in a calm space so you can retreat back to that or pull that from your toolbox when you need it the most and it's it's right it's really not fair that it works that way but it does yeah I well know. i know it does but i think as moms you know 30 i read this book one time and it was saying 30 seconds of meditating is enough if that's all you have for the day i'm a time girl so i work out with time in mind I, i'm always looking at my apple watch for what i have to do I think time-based kind of thinking as moms, because we're like, oh, kids get out at 2.30. Oh, it's Tuesday, mm-hmm. a little earlier. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's 5.30, got to cook dinner. Oh, if I, do, I work out from 10 to 11, then I can go to the store afterwards. And I think, so we're always thinking kind of like in the future a little bit. Sometimes I can only meditate for like 20 seconds or 30 seconds or a minute, and then I feel like a failure. And then I'm like, well, that didn't do shit. But it did, but you just don't feel it right away. But right. I think in the end, it is like kind of the adaptogenic dosing. Like you got to keep doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it to see any type right. of result. That's kind of what we all want is mental clarity. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> Will I ever have it again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that for me, meditating is just part of like part of my practice, even if it's just that five minutes at the end of a workout or a yoga, because I'm a very active mm-hmm. meditator. So for me, that's cooking, that's exercising. Uh, I think that's, I think that's a type A thing, you know, type A people will tend to have issues sitting still, but to each 30, you gotta, you gotta do what works for you. I know that I love a good bath, especially at the end of the day. I know that's so cliche, but I love a bath. I love a spa. I, I, I know that that's such, really such a mom thing to say. And we talked about wearing bathrobes and I, first of all, it is a hundred degrees where I am right now. Actually, like I'm sweating with the air conditioner. Yeah. <laughs> True story. Because I really don't have a bathroom here. I've got like seven at my house, and I but I just didn't think to have a bathrobe, you know. Right. Um, but that is I I love all the typical sleep mask, bathrobe, spa, love a massage, and I think that those are stereotypical things for moms for a reason because mm. they work. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I think it works. And also like my chiropractor, you know, I'm very sore all the time and I've been working out consistently since I was like seven years old, danced and played basketball. And I think I've never focused on recovery like I do. Hmm. She told me, she said, if you focus only on your workouts and not recovery, it's almost like 
only focusing on what money you have coming out and not what you have coming in. And she said that to me. And I was like, well, I focus on both of those. And she's like, exactly. She's like, <laughs> you have to put back in, you know, uh, your body. So me and my husband, we are on a staycation right now. And I had to door dash some Epsom salt guys. I am at the age where I door dashed. Okay. Some margaritas some tequilas. He was like, Epsom salt, really? I'm like, I'm so sore. My hips. And he was just like, well, sexy time and some Epsom salt. I'm like, you think it's going to burn? You think it's going to burn a little bit? <laughs> I mean, how, where, where do we want to go? PG, R, what, what are we rating this episode? Well, I decide that after we do the episode, we can read it whatever the hell we want. It's our podcast. Right. Okay. It was a little friction. It was a little burning. It was a little frictiony. It was a little burning. Okay. I, would, I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. Rinse off. Noted. I think that there's also, you know, I don't want to say a, a stigma, but I think one thing that we all as moms are aware of is that there's this mom judgment and mom guilt in almost every facet of being a mom. And like, the interesting thing is, is like men don't do this, right? Like there's no such thing as dad guilt or dad shaming. People just don't do that. I, and we sit here and we say that and we're like, it's not fair. And yet we still participate in mom guilt and we do our best not to judge and mom shame, but it's almost impossible not to have thoughts come across your head. And all you can really do is not act on them. There's no one right way to parent a child, right? We've all got different circumstances. We've all got different experiences. For example, you know, screen time is a big thing. And I never let our daughter do any screen time until she was, you know, a lot older, unless we were on a plane. Because I needed to, we traveled so much because of work and going back and forth that I had to be able to bribe her with something to mm. sit on a plane. And she looked forward to it. She's like, planes are awesome. I get to have snacks and watch a movie. And it was how it worked for us on a plane. But I didn't ever let her have screen time outside of a plane. And then I go over to a friend's house and, you know, there's a two-year-old watching a movie. And I'm like, in my head. Isn't that a little young? But also, they don't have to bribe their kid to be on the plane. So I think being aware of different circumstances helps combat any of that judgment. But you you can't help but notice when people do things differently and then go, well, would I do this differently? Like, mom guilt is a real, real thing. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I mean, and I think there's facets to it. And I think, um, I know for me, I do a lot for my daughter I had to write it down like my therapist is like you know what you do a uh, quite a bit with your daughter and I had to write all the things I do down and I'm like well why do I feel like sometimes I'm like not killing it like I'm missing the mark somewhere and she's like because they're little narcissists and you're <laughs> trying to teach them you're trying to teach her to be kind and caring and it's a hard job it's a gig it's a gig yeah. that lasts forever and she's like so when she loses it on you it's just because she's not getting her way it's not because you're a bad mom so in the right. beginning, when, you know, the toddler stage, which we all know about, which I don't want those years back. I, I want them back <laughs> on my life, but not, I don't want them back for her. It's like, yeah. but I do think being, giving yourself a little bit of grace. And I think, you know, it's like the old thing. You see the dad walking his kid in the park and you're like, look at that good dad. And you see the mom uh, yeah. doing it. You see the mom doing it. You just kind of like, yeah, well, that's nobody notices. It's, yeah. Yeah, that's actually Nobody what I said does. to Colin as he was, you know, leaving to to take Cecily with him, you know, because they flew to, to St. Louis to see his his parents. And I was like, 
oh, you're going to have a much easier time than I did. Only because people are going to bend over backwards to help you because they're going to be like, oh my God, what a wonderful father. I had a friend who told me a story about how she was on a plane with her husband and their son. And their son happened to be sleeping in her husband's lap. And the flight attendant stopped and was like, you are such a great dad. Your kid is so lucky to have you. And my friend was like, what about me? What about me? Like, what about me? Sitting and it's like right here. I flew from Australia to New York with her by myself, um, which is still going Way down in history as one of the best things I think I've ever done. <laughs> and people were so wonderful and so kind and just, but you're a hot man with a cute baby. <laughs> it's an aphrodisiac. It's an yes. aphrodisiac to people. Yeah. 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 So just to my point of the mom judgment, I, you know, have flown with a baby and someone they're like literally the flight attendants will walk up and down and offer people a cocktail or Prosecco. And then they come to you and they're like, can I get you some water? And it's like, wait a minute. They're like, no, I'm the one that needs a Prosecco. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's like, listen, I'm not going to get hammered while I'm holding my kid. But at the yeah. same time, I'm just talking about the apparent judgment and switch in like in, in mannerism and going right. from, oh, do you need some water? Or do you, it's, it's almost like this. Yeah. And I know that people are, most people are probably trying to be helpful, but at the same time, it's just really interesting to see the switch in how people interact with you when you are a parent and when you have right. a kid. I have a question. Do you think women... This is to both of you. I have my thoughts on this, but I'm, all, I'm always curious about what other moms think about this. Do you think women judge? We know women judge women harder than men will ever judge a woman in terms of like, you can have on a Kmart sandal and if you're fine enough, a man's like, I like you. They're not judging you by your <laughs> Kmart sandal. But I do think, do you think moms in general judge each other so harshly sometimes that you feel like, I've liked mom, other moms before and then hung out with them on a play date and been like, oh my God. God, I can't do this again. I brought cucumber slices and apples to the park and his mom bought some M&Ms. Totally get it. I just did it. And she was like, my son will never eat that crap. Like he, he would think that's crap. And I was like, well, I don't teach my daughter about crappy foods that are healthy. Like I kind of take the approach green. Green is fun. These are green. These are natural. And I do think sometimes I found a lot of moms will judge other moms harshly to the point where you feel like, are you team woman or what's going on here? I think that, so, because I, I became a mom when I was almost 40 and all of my friends already had kids, multiple kids and stuff. And so I already had a lot of mom friends. And so after Cecily was born, I didn't, I actually actively stayed away from meeting new moms and stuff because I was in, in, in one way already fulfilled in that area, but also because I sort of knew that that is a possibility, you know, and, you know, I'm very empathetic. And so I sort of, just assume everyone's doing their best at all times. And I'm also like terrified of the day that someone is finally going to like some other kid is going to make my daughter cry because it hasn't happened yet. And I know it's going to, and I know I'm going to like fall to pieces. I want to say that I've maybe been scared to actually even make new mom friends for that reason. We don't know how to do this. Like there's no, we could read all the books in the entire world. And it's like, it's, every kid is different and everybody feels, every mom feels inadequate, especially when you're yeah. next to another mom sometimes where you're like, oh, she looks really good today. And like, <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, it's what works for you. Maybe you don't need mom friends. Maybe you are fulfilled in your social circle in other ways. I think that, you know, one thing that's helpful for me, and again, this is just a type A tool, 
is I like to, in any instance, focus on things that I can control. So if things are something's making me uncomfortable, I like to focus on what I can control. And one instance of that is, for example, if we have some type of play date or hang out at our house, I just kind of say, well, here are the rules in our house. Our house are rules. And I didn't know before, before I had a kid, you know, I would have, um, you know, kids would be over the around or kids, you know, we'd have some type of barbecue and someone would bring their kids and I, they, you know, kick a soccer ball at the TV or something, just like something that you're like, ah, and the and you know, the parents don't say anything and you're like, oh, how good, how could they not? And I just always thought you just had to sit there and that you could never say anything. And then it was a friend of mine, actually, a friend of mine that doesn't have kids that goes, no, my house, my rules. And I go, oh my God, that makes so much sense. So much sense. It's like, you can do what you want with your parents and your house or at your house. But in my house, here are the rules. In my house, we don't have Cheez-Its. In my house, this is what we have for a snack and you don't have to eat it. But like, this is your option, you know? And I also think that that works even with my own parenting philosophy saying, in our house, here's how we do things. And other people might not have the same rules, but here are my expectations of you when you are in mm. this family and participating in this household. That's so smart. That's, that's also a really yeah. good life lesson. To, you know what I mean? Because it's like when you go to somebody else's house, for the most part, most of us don't roll in the door and start like acting like it's our house, you know? And so that's, Crazy, like a, that's yeah, a really exactly. great thing to impress upon kids from day one. Wow. I'm going to use that. Thanks. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, that's great. You also mean, it's even when you walk into someone's house and you go, "Do we take shoes off? Or are we good with shoes here? Yeah. How about socks?" You know, you ask yeah. people what their rules are. This is your uh-huh. home. It's directly tied to who you are as a person. We cultivate mm-hmm. our environment, um, or lack thereof. And I think it's a direct representation of our personality and even spirituality saying here's what I need to be in my safe space so to mm. have someone come in and violate that even inadvertently is setting boundaries right yeah and I think that that's that's really important when you're talking about your home yeah. right right that's your space your yeah it's your sanctuary yeah. And, and it's good things for your kids to learn I think you know a big deal for us with our daughter is boundaries mm. she definitely sometimes comes in hot and sometimes Mm. other kids aren't ready for her. She's a little spicy. So, and I teach her that and she's like, but I was, but it had the best intentions. Right. And people think that when they have good intentions, that Mm -hmm. excuses, but it actually sometimes doesn't, even though you were coming from a good place, they don't know you. They just met you five minutes ago. How on earth would they? So it's, it's, my daughter's almost nine. She's having these girlfriend group problems where it's kind it's so interesting to watch the littles because honestly I mean I didn't tell her this but I'm like you're gonna be dealing with this forever forever Forever. we all have girls don't we yeah yeah Yeah. and I tell our daughter (laughs) I can't ever remove you from an environment you got to learn how to speak up for yourself because this is gonna happen for the rest of your life and I can't just call the teacher or pull you out of camp or whatever you know move you classrooms because there's always going to be conflict somewhere. So you got to learn how to deal with that conflict. Yeah. I am yeah. moving on to the golden rule, Sherry. Oh, is that what you um, Yeah. And let's see which one. I mean, I'm going to see what comes out on top here. And just to touch back on the cans, because I, 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 I would love to continue this conversation. But we are all looking at simple ingredient cocktails. 
right? This one only has four ingredients. The other one I just had only had four ingredients. The other one was even organic and no added sugar. This one does not have added sugar either. I think that another thing that you also want to avoid is any dyes. You don't want to pick up anything that's neon because anything that has that type of coloring, whether it is artificial or even if it's natural, like you at least got to check the ingredients because those artificial colorings and preservatives and, you know, taste enhancing chemicals are recipe for a disaster and a hangover. So I mm. think what it really comes down to with, you know, canned tips, and we, we're, we're, we're going to talk about our favorites at the end here, but is um, just a reminder to look at the ingredients as anything. We always say, look at the ingredients of your food, look at the ingredients of your drinks, your cocktail, and just be aware of what you're putting in your body. Yes. I just opened this start of coffee because this is really spicy. It's, what is it? it's the ranch it's the ranch water spicy hard seltzer 100 agave natural lime juice and jalapeno flavors but boy oh boy it is spicy so i'm like <laughs> put some hair on my chest oh my goodness <laughs> it's 80 calories but it's very yummy if you like spice this is not for the baby this is oh, not okay. for the beginning people on the spice journey this is if you're okay. into you're advanced on the spice level but man all right Mm -hmm. Patty, what are you moving um, to? I don't know. I can't decide because I also have a spicy mango margarita from Faux Pas, which I'm kind of interested Ooh. to crack open. Yeah, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do that. Yeah, yeah. Do well, that. The mango, so yeah, spicy the mango. The mango should like should help offset some of the spice. Oh, it smells good. It smells like mm. mango. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Initial thoughts. Is it a good face it's or a bad face? Layered. Place? It's layered. It's interesting because it's like the spice isn't necessarily a feeling of spicy. It's more like a taste of, does that make sense? Like a taste of spice. Yeah. So it's like yeah. my, nothing about it in my mouth is not like, you know, and I'm pretty sensitive to, to spice and like, but it's almost like that it, it just sort of has the essence of spice. So it's actually really refreshing. The afterthought of spice? Yeah, kind of. Is it kind of on the mm. tail end? Interesting. No, it's on the front end. It's like, it's, it's a forward, it's a forward spice. It has complex it's elements a... of fresh mango with hints of peach. I get that. And just the right kick of responding to everyone's IG story as if it were personally directed at you. Wow. <laughs> wow. Cheers, well, that coffee on that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so wow. clever. You know, we talked about using like environments that you can control. But what about the ones that you can't? I have to say that one of my pet peeves is when you go to a restaurant and there is a kid sitting at the table with an iPad. I'm not done. Hold on. This isn't just about screen time. <laughs> they don't have headphones. And you know kid TV and kid cartoons. It's like, <laughs> like it's all of these weird sound effects and it's actually as an adult pretty annoying to listen to um but you're sitting there and you're at a nice restaurant and you're trying to enjoy your dinner and the parents have checked out and their kid is on an ipad and i guess i, I have never said anything because i don't want to judge we personally do not allow screen time at the dinner table um our daughter's a little bit older now she's allowed to have screen time but just if you're gonna sit at the dinner table that's we're talking about our house our rules 
our family, our rules. We say, if you're going to sit at the dinner table with us, you have to participate in the conversation. You can watch our iPad before or after or do your games before or after. But this is when we're going to engage and enjoy our meal and make the food an experience and dinner an experience. So again, to each their own. But now we're talking about how your parenting decisions are being disruptive of a mm-hmm. shared environment. So yeah. is it ever appropriate to say anything? Do you just Ugh. have to deal with it? Do you got to move? I mean, it's a pet peeve of mine. I haven't acted upon it, but I can't be the only person that feels this way. Yeah, I think, yeah, I I, I never want to get involved with how, how someone else parents their kids. I'm always, a, that's a sketchy, sketchy road. Me neither. Yeah, but if you are in a nice restaurant and you're on a date night with your husband and you're hearing Scooby-Doo sounds and it's very loud. I do think there is a way to maybe tell management to be like, excuse Mm. me, I'm trying to enjoy my meal. Instead of turning, I think parents automatically get defensive. It's just, I've seen it. hundred percent. That's why I've never said anything. Cause you don't know why they're, you don't know why they're on the iPad in the first place. Maybe they get their iPad every meal. But maybe they're on vacation and they have different rules on vacation. Or maybe the kid had a total meltdown earlier and just they said, all right, fine, you can have your iPad at dinner if you knock this off, you know? And, mm-hmm. and that was like, that was, that was, that was a deal that was made. Yeah. Um, but I also think it's not even just date night because if you're sitting there with your own kid, it is just tough to look over and not everybody's going to do things the same way but having that type of disruption is almost teaching your kid that it's cool to just not be aware of your surroundings not be aware of how your actions are affecting other people not being yeah. not teaching consideration or at least thought you know right. and well, i always point things out that i see skylar looking at and i'm like oh what are you looking at and she's like that kid just slapped his mom across the face i'm like how do you feel about that i'm like do you think that's an appropriate action so I kind of will pick her brain sometimes to be like, she's like, why is that kid get his iPad table? I'm like, well, I'm not his exactly. mother. And me and daddy aren't his daddy and they have different rules. So I do mm-hmm. find it's it, anything can be a teaching moment. But um, for me, I would probably tell a manager. What do you think, Patty, if you were at a restaurant? I think that would probably be maybe, the, uh, you know what I would do? Do you know what I would actually do? I would sit there and stew and not do anything. <laughs> but I'd bitch about it later. <laughs> That's exactly what I would do, which is not what you should do. That's the thing, because I'm like, okay, either I, if it's going to bother me, either I have to decide that it's not going to bother me and let it go, or I have to do something about it. This is a, right. this is a recurring theme in my life of like being like, oh my God, like, you know, and then just not doing anything. So <laughs> I think, I think that the management thing is a good idea. Also, maybe even just being like, can, can is there another table that we can go sit at? You know, cause then it takes care of my problem without making it. It's, I, I have this, this new, this new theory, you know, that I'm really trying to test out where I'm like, is this a me problem or is it a you problem? Yeah, <laughs> and most of I the time. That. Most Love of the it. time, the answer is, this is a you problem. So it kind of like, you're like, oh, okay, all right. I, it like instantly releases a lot of stress, um, at least unnecessary stress and sort of like gets it all down to the like idea of like, why is this bothering? But what is the, you know? And that is like, you know, that because when we, the thing is when Cecily's in a restaurant, she's not even two yet, but she, we, we you know, we'll pull out our phone and if she's like, really going nuts but she's too interested in what's around her to sit and look at the and watch Mm -hmm. tv at this point like at this age so it doesn't even really work but if it does i i'm just like like sound all the way down like all the way down you know because i am hyper conscious and 
right. that also probably comes with like caring way too much about what other people think of me, but, um, you know, <laughs> but like that, that's that, I, I feel like that's like, that is how I would probably handle it is if it really, I would, at this point, I'd be like, okay, what is it? Is this really bothering me? Then let me, let me take a course of action, whatever that action is going to be. And it, for me, it would probably be, see if I can move tables. Yeah. The check, yeah. Go get dessert somewhere else. Yeah. Right. Yes. I think that, if, yep. I mean, I guess for me, I think if you knew you were going to pack the iPad, right, and this is a regular thing for you, then how could you not pack headphones? And what are you teaching your child to, I agree, it should, the sound should either be off. Yeah, they become the, first, the adult on the airplane that listens to their movies out loud. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like, that's who they become. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I was exactly. going to say... They end up being adults who are just the most inconsiderate people you've ever met. And you're always like, yeah. I'm out. So me and my sister, we always say, who raised you? Like when yeah. we have an issue, we don't say it to the person, but we always like silently yeah. will be like, who raised you? Like, why are you yeah. acting like that? Yeah. Like, you know, because right. it is a reflection. Unfortunately, as a mm -hmm. child, how your child is act acting as a child, unfortunately, mm -hmm. is a reflection of parenting. And I had a really hard time because in the toddler years, when she's just bamming her head on the floor in Target... <laughs> I'm just like, no, that's a you. That's this has nothing to do with me. Like I told you no. That's a you is this a me problem? This is a you problem. Yes. This is yeah. I'm like, how long can it carry? And I'm like Yes. I was like Googling in Target, how many times can a kid bam their head on the floor before before they're concussed? Because I was like, What's the answer? What am I supposed to do? Well, it was like it depends on how how hard the surface was, the angle. Like check for the things morning. like oh god the things we Google just like add that to the list of insane things that that moms Google. Oh, <laughs> man, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think you know to kind of put a, a button on this conversation, a bow, a button. How do I always mess these up? Sure, I'm really bad at. It's a button. Things. Put a button. I know button. it's a button. Yes, it's a no, button. it's yeah, a, a button, button, a pin, or whatever. The overall thing that we can agree on is. Let's not judge other people's circumstances, but also can we, because we're all just doing our best. But on that note, can we also do our best to be considerate and aware that other moms are probably not doing things exactly the same and to just leave a little bit of grace for other parents in other situations? Because you really just have no idea what they're going through or what brought them to that point that they maybe created mm -hmm an unorthodox rule or an unorthodox lack thereof rules in certain situations mm -hmm. yeah very true i agree yeah we're all just doing our best so, yeah. okay yep. so we only most of us are doing our best two <laughs> <laughs> well we're trying we're trying um we got through two canned margaritas and um what were what was your favorite what's your winner thoughts closing thoughts Closing canned thoughts. I will say that these are what I called elevated canned margarita drinks. Mm. And I like them. I, I would serve them. If, if girlfriends were coming over last minute, I would have these in an outdoor refrigerator in a garage somewhere where I can go and grab. I do think they're yummy, tasty, guilt-free, and like all around balanced. I mean, the spicy one that I had, I mean, maybe not if you're not into spicy, but pretty much they work. <laughs> they hit the spot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am. Um, I think that they're just like a really great um, alternative to like the hard seltzer craze that is like taking over the world. You know what I mean? Like it's like I think it's a little bit more of a like a um, 
like slightly elevated, like you said, level of being like, this is a cocktail in a can, but it's very good. Um, I really, I really like the, the cut water. I have two other flavors here that I'm probably going to try at some point later. I was actually just thinking about how I wanted a, like a new summer drink, you know, instead of just the rosé and pouring out the wine and stuff. And these are, I think, going to be a really big contender. This one is interesting. This, the, the spicy mango margarita is, is might be for specific palates, but, um, <laughs> but I think that, I think that the tequila, the cut water is like, like pretty, pretty great. So I cheated a little bit with this golden rule and I poured it in a pretty glass, but that's only because it said shake well and pour over ice. So it came in a can, but I don't think that I would want to drink this directly out of a can because I think it needs the ice and it's very concentrated. So I think it needs even the ice to melt into it as you drink kind of like, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're drinking an old fashioned or a whiskey or whatever. So I would drink this again. This seems like a very good airplane. Airplanes should have this. So mm. you're not just, they're not just passing oh, right. out Clairville mini oh, bottles. Yeah. I feel like airplanes should have this. But I have to say that oh, I totally. really oh, that's smart. loved the Miami cocktail. So I am going to become a cheerleader for this company because I love that it's organic. I love that it's no sugar added. It was super light. Mm. I feel like if I drank three of these, I could be... This, this one's heavy. This one's dense. This is a boozy cocktail, whereas this one is still blue agave based. And I feel like I could probably casually out in the backyard watching the sunset. It's a great summer cocktail, just like you were saying with the rosé. I feel like I could probably have two of these and just socially have two of these and enjoy my evening as opposed to like, oh, we're drinking tonight, which is which is this yeah. little tiny guy right here. Well, he looks yeah. so harmless. He looks so but cute looks so and like adorable. See, but... <laughs> yeah. so adorable. He packs a punch. He's not playing oh, around. It is. Oh, it's, it is good though. I, I would drink it again, but it, it, it doesn't take up much space. So nothing wrong with having these in the back of your bar. Mm-hmm. I like the I airplane agree. idea. That's great. Yeah. 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 This seems like a good idea. Is it three ounces? Can we bring it in a carry It is 100 milliliters. You could bring this in your carry You could. You're not technically supposed to drink your own alcohol on the plane. And I'm not encouraging anyone to break rules. As I love to say, never take our legal advice. However, if we're going to do it, I feel like... It would be a good contender. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Well, everybody... Take care of yourselves. Put yourself care, whatever that may be. Go find yourself a nice canned emergency margarita for when you get an empty house. <laughs> Patty Marin, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having your me. face, even thank on a screen. And, and everybody, you know what to do. You got to do the click and the like and the subscribe and the listen and the download and all of the things. And you all know how to do that because it's 2022. Team's New Talks. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.